And I'm Jacob. Welcome to Rookie Run Now, the sports podcast for the casual fan. This week, we've got some interesting football notes, both NFL and otherwise. The the NHL has some news that you're in luck to hear about. The first round of the NBA playoffs is in full swing. The Wimbledon has taken a bold stance, and baseball is parachuting itself in the foot yet again. Those were some terrible puns, Jacob. Yes, and if you didn't understand any of the references, then you're in the right spot because we're going to explain them all. We'll start with the NFL. So in the NFL, the football team in Washington, D.C. has been three names in the last two years. So now they're the Washington Commanders. Used to be the Redskins and then the football team, and then they settled on this one. Um, Long story short, their owner, Dan Snyder, is a crook and a scumbag. Um, All sorts of stuff we've talked about in the past relating to a culture of sexual harassment in the workplace. But they also were apparently hiding additional ticket revenue. So what they were doing is selling off blocks of tickets to third-party ticketing sites and disguising the increase in revenue as licensing fees for concerts so that they didn't have to share that money with the league. So it sounds like typically NHL, NFL teams share some of their ticket revenue with the rest of the league. Exactly, but they were finding a way to skim off a bunch of money off the top. Very bold of them. Really, I hope they get at least, well, you know what's going to happen is some like intern is going to be arrested for what's actually Dan Snyder's crime because he's a rich man. He's going to pay a lawyer to get away with it. Yep. No surprise there. In other rich man got away with it news, uh, when Tom Brady retired, the ball from his last touchdown got auctioned and it got auctioned off for $518,000. Uh, but since Tom Brady unretired, uh, the auction house, the seller, and the buyer all agreed to void it because it wasn't, in fact, the last touchdown ball, unless he gets like horrifically injured or something. Wow, that that's just terrible for everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, imagine thinking you were going to come home with what is a pretty insane piece of memorabilia, and then on Twitter you see he's actually not retired, and your $518,000 are zeros. Yeah, that's just awful. Amongst other not great football news, Daryl LaMonica has passed away this week at 80 years old. That's a Raiders quarterback who won the AFL, um, Atlantic Football League, right, Jacob? American Football League uh, Player of the Year and led the Raiders to their first ever Super Bowl win. Um, So he died of natural causes, but still sad for the world of football. Yeah, and AFL is from before the AFL and NFL merged to become just the NFL. So he, I mean, that's an, a throwback type of player. And it's always, I mean, frankly, I'm glad that he probably passed away peacefully, I'm assuming. As far as we know. Speaking of things that are going as far as we know, the NFL is preparing to move the Brian Flores lawsuit into a confidential arbitration. So we touched on this story a lot as it was happening, uh, but the league is definitely doing this just to cover up the negotiations and what they discuss. It's a total slime ball move. Huh, that's very interesting. It will be something to see. I mean, we won't know what happens as far as the lawsuit goes, which is, I mean, it's why they're doing it, but it's definitely a shame that, you know, they're not actually being forced to discuss 
it even though taxpayer dollars go towards NFL teams and they have a legal monopoly, we really should be entitled to that kind of information. Fair enough. Speaking of sports news that makes you feel dirty, longtime Detroit Red Wings Zamboni driver Al Zabotica was fired for urinating in a drain in the Little Caesars Arena in February. This week it was revealed that he is suing and claiming that he was urinating in the drain because of his disability and age. He said he could not make it to the bathroom. Yeah, I actually read a little bit up on this because, I mean, it's such an insane headline when you see a guy was fired for urinating into a drain. Uh, but it turns out his disability means that he has to urinate, like, all the time. So sometimes he just can't make it to a bathroom, and a sewer drain was the closest he could get. And he thought nobody else was around, but some guy apparently saw him and snitched. Um, I'm not sure we should call it snitching since, like, you're not supposed to be peeing in drains at work. No, he's not, but apparently they had also prevented him from wearing an adult diaper at work, but, I mean, that's just a rumor. Yeah, I did not see that documented anywhere in any of the multiple articles I read. I did see that he, Al Sabatica, is famous for removing an octopus from the ice, which I guess is a tradition for the Red Wings, and he swung it above his head, and if you're a Red Wings fan, I guess it's a very iconic image. I think Red Wings fans throw octopuses onto the ice i'm not entirely sure why i just know that that is a thing for them so i guess he's become like a cult hero then yeah so it's a tradition to throw them on the ice and then he removed it and swung it above his head very iconic okay so yeah that's interesting yeah that'll be i mean it's just such a bizarre lawsuit i just i no idea where it's going speaking of things that i have no idea where they're going uh that statement is i guess half true for this for the NHL playoffs, the Eastern Conference is locked up. We know what eight teams are going to be in. Uh, it's really just all about seeding and positioning right now. But the Western Conference has six teams that are jockeying for four spots. So in the NHL, each division gets three playoff spots, and then there's two wild cards. So two spots in the Pacific Division as well as two wild card spots are available, and Edmonton, L.A., Nashville, Dallas, Vegas, and Vancouver are all within, like, I think it's eight points of each other. So they're, I mean, it's a dogfight. So, Jacob, for people who don't know which team goes with which city, could you tell us which teams those are? Yeah, so that's the Edmonton Oilers, the Los Angeles Kings, the Nashville Predators, the Dallas Stars, the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Vancouver Canucks. All right, well, you know what we say in this household, go Pens. Yeah, realistically, it won't matter. I mean, a lot of these teams probably won't make a splash in the playoffs, which probably means one of them will win the Stanley Cup since I just said that. Yep, um, if we had to pick one, I guess we'll go with Vancouver? I think if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Edmonton just because they have the best player in the world. Which would be? Uh, Connor McDavid. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's a scrub. He doesn't play for the Penguins. What else is going on in the world of sports, Jacob? Well, uh, just today, actually, well, the day of this recording, uh, the Wimbledon announced that it will not be allowing Russian or Belarusian players into the field this year as a result of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And this is pretty relevant because, I mean, there's a ton of really good Russian tennis players, including the uh, women's world number four ranked player and the men's world number eight player. 
So they'll, they'll both be affected by this, as well as a handful of other really elite tennis players. So, yeah, what does that mean? Well, the Wimbledon's a big tennis tournament in England. It's, I mean, it's pretty, it's really prestigious. I Probably the most famous one. I think that's fair to say. So the fact that they're not allowing Russian players in is a pretty big deal. And who made that decision? Uh, the Wimbledon board. They have an official like club name, but it's really not relevant. They're just the people who run the Wimbledon. And speaking of famous tennis players, Serena Williams and Lewis Hamilton, who's an F1 racer, uh, are part of a group attempting to buy the Chelsea soccer team. There's still two other bids, so three bids total. So who knows who will end up with the team in the end. Uh, but it is interesting to see some celebrities throwing their names in the hat. That's also another result of the Russian invasion because the previous owner had to sell the team, right? Or he Yes, something? that's correct. Yes, he, he was not forced to sell the team, but he was being proactive. Probably smart. That asset would have been seized. For sure. Speaking of world soccer news, Cristiano Ronaldo and his girlfriend Georgina Rodriguez lost their twin baby boy on Monday. Um, they are home safely with their newborn girl as of Thursday, um, but they were expecting twins, and um, sadly their newborn baby boy passed away at birth. Yeah, I mean, that's super tough, and it's really sad, and it's, you know, I feel like it'd be hard to not look at the girl and and see just half of what you expected. So I'm sure there's a lot of grief to overcome there, and I'll be thinking of them. Yeah, for sure. We'll be thinking of them in the coming days. Well, I guess we have to move on from that. There's really no way to move on from that smoothly. But uh, the basketball playoffs are going on in the NBA. So last week was the play-in tournament, and in the play-in tournament, the Charlotte tournament – the Charlotte Hornets, not the Charlotte Tournaments, not a team. The Charlotte Hornets, they lost in the play-in tournament. And one of their players, as he was leaving the court, uh, was getting heckled. And he got really mad, so he threw his mouthpiece at the heckler. And he ended up missing the heckler and hitting a young lady who was sitting behind said heckler. So, not a good look for him. He did apologize and try and find the lady, but still not uh, the way you want to handle something like that. Yeah, I guess I didn't even realize that baseball play or basketball players wore mouthpieces. But also disgusting, I don't want anyone's mouthpiece to touch me. Yeah, imagine paying money to go see a playoff basketball game and you get hit with some nasty mouthpiece. I mean, personally, I mean, I did apologize, but I would definitely be put up from that. I think I'd be wanting money and uh, maybe free tickets. And a jersey probably too, huh? Yeah, and how is the team doing? Well, all year they had the score from their loss in last year's playing tournament up on the like doorway in their practice facility, uh, but they actually lost worse than they did last year. They lost 132 to 103, so that's just awkward. Wow, yeah, that is not a great record. Not at all. On the other end of the emotional spectrum in the play-in tournament, the Minnesota Timberwolves won their play-in game against the L.A. Clippers. And, I mean, they celebrated like they won the championship. I mean, players were, like, ripping off their jerseys and jumping on the scorer's table, crying. I mean, like, good for them. They made the playoffs, but definitely didn't handle it like champs. And that would be the Minnesota Wilds? Uh, Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. Uh, well, good for them, though. you got to celebrate the small wins. 
Yeah, they are, and they're currently tied with the number two seed in the Western Conference. In fact, half the series are tied at one and one, and only Philadelphia, Golden State, Miami, and Boston have a series lead right now. Yeah, what do you mean by series? So in the NBA playoffs, it's best of seven. So you play a best of seven series. So Philadelphia is actually up 3-0 on Toronto. So they have the ability to win the series in their next game. While Golden State, Miami, and Boston all have a two games to zero uh, series lead. Gotcha. You learn something new every day. Speaking of fiascos, the Capitals parachute fiasco of 420 shall go down in history. It was Military Appreciation Night at Nationals Park in Washington, D.C., and the U.S. Army parachuted into the stadium, and they remembered to tell the Federal Aviation Administration, Administration. thanks, Jacob, uh, but they forgot to tell the Capitol Police. Uh, whoops. It's a little unclear who the miscommunication was on, uh, but they had to evacuate the Capitol because of it. And one of the players' wives happened to see it, and people were screaming and yelling and freaking out. Uh, but it was just a stunt for Military Appreciation Night. Yeah, I mean, I get the the goal behind it, but the fact that somebody at the Capitol legitimately thought that randomly there were probably, I mean, it probably like four dudes parachuting. They don't have that many people they drop into stadiums. I do they think like, the end of the world? I mean, it's not Red Dawn. I don't I don't know. It's the Army Golden Knights Regiment, so I think they are like a special team that does events like this, if I'm understanding it correctly. That is something. I mean, that's, that's just like an all-time gaffe story. Yeah, and uh, it is worth noting that the Nationals Park is like a mile or less from the Capitol, so I don't blame them for being a little freaked out. Definitely a problem with communication there. Yeah, that one's an awkward one, but uh, it's a funny story now. So, Speaking of stories that are uh, kind of bizarre, Clayton Kershaw has been a pitcher with the Los Angeles Dodgers for a while now, um, really been one of the most elite pitchers in the league, and this past week he was actually pulled after the seventh inning of a perfect game. So in baseball, a perfect game means that he had allowed no hits, no walks, nobody had reached base. So, I mean, that's like it's super hard to do, and he has never had a perfect game. But even though he had only thrown 80 pitches through those seven innings, they pulled him after the seventh inning, which is just like why baseball is so focused on the strategy. They're not focused on actually like appealing to its fans who want to see pitchers succeed like that. Yeah, so were they doing it to protect him so that he wouldn't have to risk ruining his perfect game? No, they were doing it because I think they just – there was no point in leaving him out there. They were going to win, so they were going to put in their bullpen to preserve him, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's just real ticky-tacky. Yeah, I, I just don't love that. Not at all. It's, and it's not really good for the product either. Like, oh, you guys are doing so well. Why not leave him out there and try? Like, how many more opportunities is he really going to have? Yeah, now I heard that a different team was also doing a very similar thing to a player this week. Yeah, they were. In fact, the Yankees did an opposing team's player pretty dirty. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is a player for the Detroit Tigers, and he currently has 2,999 hits in Major League Baseball, and getting 3,000 is a super rare accomplishment. Um, In fact, if he is to get to 3,000, which we can assume that he will, uh, he would only be the 33rd player in Major League Baseball history to do so. Keep in mind, we've been keeping this record since, like, 
the late 1880s. So it's a huge sample size. Uh, and in the eighth inning of the game on Thursday, he was intentionally walked in his last at bat. So all the fan it was at Detroit. So all the fans were there to see him get his 3,000th hit, and the Yankees intentionally walked him so that he couldn't get a hit. Yeah. So what was the rationale for doing that? Well, the rationale was that he's obviously a very good hitter, and so they wanted to walk him because the guy behind him in the lineup uh, is not as good and was a much more favorable matchup for their pitcher. Of course, the irony is they walked Cabrera, and the guy after him ended up getting a hit, and they scored two runs off it. So, Oh, that's just brutal. Yeah, it was all for naught. Wow. What else has been going on in baseball? Well, there was another kind of funny viral moment. So uh, the third baseman for the Phillies, or at least one of them, his name is Alec Baum, uh, got caught on camera saying, I effing hate this place um, because he had three errors in the game and the fans in Philadelphia were not thrilled. And they were really you know, letting him hear it. And so after he made a routine play, they started cheering for him like a sarcastic cheer. So. Yeah. yeah, hopefully no one ever catches me saying that because I say I hate this place all the time. Any At any minor inconvenience, I dramatically pronounce, I hate this place. Well, that's good that we don't, you know, work in a televised broadcast game. Yeah, thank goodness. Otherwise, the people in the parking lot, man, I would be so screwed. Yeah, me too. Uh, speaking of other noteworthy moments... Uh, <laughs> Jackie Robinson Day was last week, April 15th. Uh, it's the 75th anniversary this year of Jackie Robinson breaking the color baseball and barrier. Breaking the color barrier in baseball. Man, I don't know why I tongue twisted on that one. But, uh, I mean, just the stuff that he had to deal with. I mean, you hear the stories and, and what was in his contract. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm glad that every year they remember that day. Yeah, me too. And in kind of another barrier-breaking moment, uh, Alyssa Nacken was the first MLB coach to coach on the field. So she works for the San Francisco Giants, and the Giants' first base coach was thrown out of the game. So they needed somebody to jump in and be the first base coach. So she got called and became the first MLB female coach. To be on the field. Yeah, so there have been other coaches who have worked off the field as like hitting instructors and stuff like that, but nobody's been in an on-field role before her. So did the Giants win? I don't really know. I mean, either way, it's still a big accomplishment. Yeah, for sure. What other big accomplishments are happening in the world of sports? Well, in other football news, the uh, USFL started its season this past week and also revealed its mascots. And... I mean, they do not move the needle for me, frankly. They're just, I mean, they're just really generic. You got to go back and explain what these leagues are. So the USFL is kind of not technically the reincarnation of a league that was existed in the 80s. Um, and it's a, just another American football league. When it was originally existed in the 80s, it was supposed to be a direct competitor to the NFL. Um, so there was the World Football League in the 70s and the U.S. Football League in the 80s as trying to be alternatives for the NFL, but they didn't work back then. And so now the USFL, as well as the reincarnation of the XFL, are attempting to be a spring football league so they don't directly compete with the NFL. So it's not minor league per se. They're trying to be other pro leagues. It's kind of minor league. It's like a development league, but they're not like directly tied to an NFL team. 
the way a, like a minor league team would be, you know? So it's an adjacent league, but it doesn't have any of the pro players from the NFL. Yeah, pretty much. I'm sure there are like some, some washouts from the NFL who are on rosters and stuff, but nobody who's on an NFL roster is on a USFL roster. So how does the XFL fit in? So the XFL actually started in, well, I mean, there was like the original version a while ago, I think in like the early 2000s. But in 2020, they started up their league and it was actually super successful. They had a ton of people at their games. They were they were getting pretty rave reviews, but the pandemic shut them down. So they kind of had to reimagine themselves and they're coming back in 2023 and just announced their coaches. And there's some big names in there. Bob Stoops, who won a national championship with the Sooners, the Oklahoma University or University of Oklahoma Sooners and couple former Steelers, Heinz Ward and Rod Woodson, and, and some other, Wade Phillips, right? Other, like, former NFL names. Yeah, so, Jacob, it, it sounds like the XFL kind of fits in between college football and the NFL in terms of level of proness. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. It's an opportunity for people who think they deserve another look from NFL scouts to have tape out there versus other high-level uh, op- opposition. And just to clarify, the USFL and the XFL are in direct competition with each other. I They will be. You know, the XFL hasn't gone back up. And frankly, I mean, the USFL product stinks. All the teams are in Birmingham, Alabama right now, so they don't have to pay for travel expenses and stuff like that, and they're all centrally located. Um, I just I think the XFL has a good brand, and they looked good when they were out, so... Hopefully, they'll return to form like they were in 2020. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, for our final play, Jacob, it's almost NBA tournament time. If you had to design a pair of shoes for one of the NBA teams, what would they look like and why? Okay, so I'm actually going to go, hmm, I'm going to, this is kind of a niche one. I'm actually going to create shoes for the New York Knicks, and they're going to be uh, sinkhole-themed uh, because all the money and players that go into the Knicks, uh, they seem like they fall into a sinkhole because all those resources go to nothing. So uh, I think that's what I would I would make them gray and look like a sinkhole. What, what would you do? Well, that's very petty. Uh, I have two ideas. The first would be for the Houston Rockets, and I would have uh, like a solar system-themed shoe mm-hmm. since Houston is known as Space City. Um, something like stars and maybe like a rocket on the like ankle part. That's super cool. Yeah, my second idea is for the Nuggets. I think it'd be funny if they had chicken nugget shoes, and I think it'd be really popular with fans. Like I'm picturing like white shoes with like little nuggets on them. I think that would be freaking hilarious. I'm really surprised they haven't played that up with any merch in the past, or at least that I know of. Yeah, me too. I feel like that would sell really well. It's really popular. No, I agree. I think you could definitely, we should really reach out to the Nuggets. Yeah, and a good promo for them would be to do special Nuggets-themed sauces for Nuggets. And you could really play it up, too, because, you know, you could say, like, you got sauced up on the court and sauced up on the food court. Exactly. It's perfect. Yeah, I I agree with you. Well, stay tuned for our next episode. We'll talk about the NBA playoffs as they keep coming at us, and um, we should have a much better idea of where the NHL will be going as its playoffs start. 
Yeah, and we want to apologize for last week. We were on vacation and we were planning on responding, but uh, I turned 25 and life got uh, in the way. And, uh, we apologize for missing a week of episodes, but we are back to our normal schedule with new episodes being released on Monday and Friday mornings wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Rookie underscore Rundown or on Facebook at Rookie Rundown Pod to find information about episodes and let us know what we should talk about next. And don't forget to keep sports simple, stupid.